Hello and welcome back to the Intertestament podcast series. My name is Vincent. Uh, today uh, we have Elizabeth Moore McDevitt back to lead us down uh, another journey into the Intertestament period. Um, she's back with more interesting information and facts uh, about uh, the time during the Intertestament period and things that a lot of us just really didn't know took place or was taking place at the time. So today we're going to talk about something very special. Uh, we're going to talk about the mystery schools of Egypt. And, and this is something where I know a lot of people that I talk to have no idea even existed. Um, the only educational system for humanity that they know of is based off our current educational system, and that's the only type of education uh, that they know was ever being provided on a mass scale to human beings. So today we're going to learn that there was an education, uh, an educational system beyond the scope of one uh, nation, continent, or country. This was uh, a global uh, educational system, uh, and this was uh, the mystery schools of Egypt. So today, Liz is gonna uh, take us on a journey. So my the first question I know everybody is gonna ask is, what is a mystery school? Well, the mystery schools of Egypt, and I'm gonna talk about Egypt. Um, the mystery schools there. Um, were in the temples, they were in the palace, they were in um, the pyramids. They, uh, they had a lot to do with um, the government and um, it was their religion and it was beyond literacy and uh, it was, it, it was, um, it had to do with spiritual searching and the search for truth. Um, it has a very long history, um, but the ones we're going to talk about um, involve 3000 BC to um, the um, probably 300 AD period okay. but a lot of it um a lot of it takes part in terms of different dy dynastic rules and um it's all shaped by the gods gotcha and um the gods that we can constantly will refer to here ra thoth Hermes, most common. Hermes, most common. But do understand that before these gods, there were other gods with different names, but um, similar functions, and they were the Ogdoad gods. And um, those That's gods experienced um, a flood, uh, same as Noah's, with many, many, many parallels you know, the in the history. Story. And of course, it, it was the Nile Valley, so there, there could be floods. Yeah. But there are many parallels between that and the Noah flood in the Bible. And, um, and of course, that was written about by Moses, who was a Jew who was educated in the palace 
and who more than likely, we don't have absolute proof or a statement from anybody, we haven't seen his transcript, but more than likely was enrolled in a mystery school. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about some different mystery schools. There was the Eye of Horus school, and there were the School of Osiris and Isis, and um, Ooh, we'll get into that. But that. how did how did they begin, and 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 how do, how do people theorize how they got their start? We know Manly Hall tells us that um, yeah that um, all of life in this early period of civilization that we call Western civilization coming from the Near East and the Mediterranean and then, you know, uh, enabling all of Western civilization to um, have developed and become what it is. We know that everything took place in a temple. It was a theocracy, really. Everything was ruled by temple priests. Hmm. And uh, if you were a seeker, of knowledge, of truth, of of uh, spiritual fulfillment. Okay. Uh, eventually, you made it into one of these uh, situations where you were part of uh, a priestly classroom. Let's say. Gotcha. Uh, but some people say that that um, that that it was a place for initiates or students examine the meanings of sacred texts and there was some really early sacred texts like wow. i just alluded to a lot of research and said to hold the secret path toward ascension wow going to heaven ascension ascension being raised above okay and in the ancient schools 20 years or more was required of the student before he or she was even accepted into the mystery school and then it was um, an arduous uh, 20 years process yeah and then another 20 years in a school or wow so by the time you were accepted you were well informed on you know you've done you years and years on research uh, right. on many topics so i would imagine with the goal being ascension that is the goal of a metaphysician correct uh, uh, and the lifestyle and the way that you approach your existence is the ultimate Leadway is to extension. Yeah, this earth is the earth school, and we want to eventually graduate. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, being interviewed as a candidate for a mystery school was an arduous process. And um, the mystical traditions were usually oriented toward oral study, so you had to remember stuff. Um, and examining the ancient structures or the source that housed these secrets revealed much. And so what that, what that says is that, you know, when, when about 175, 195 years ago, when they started getting into pyramids and finding temples and okay. getting into different big rooms uh unburying the sphinx yeah that and, kind of thing yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the very beginning of archaeology and so archaeologists did not really know what they were looking at as they were looking at it first off okay. there had to be a measure a structure for the study of it all well, in the meantime, they're seeing on walls and ceilings and columns and niches and floors and hallways 
they're seeing all this hand scratching and all this little carvings and the these budding archaeologists thought they were looking at graffiti put there by the workers it was not it was their history of their spiritual life wow it was symbolic and that's it yeah it was symbolic symbolic. you know because they're pictograph they're pictographs and hieroglyphs and all that kind of thing we'll get into that some more anyway but so it was considered the wisdom tradition um The mystery schools refer to ancient uh, refer to ancient Egypt, but not to a specific time or place in Egypt. It, it as 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 we progress in this talk, we'll find out different things that took place, but okay. to the timeless secret teachings passed down through the word of mouth, through priests and priestesses, initiates and royalty, and encrypted into the temples, as I just described, concealed and enshrined behind the veil of hieroglyphs and symbolism. So, if if a person wants to study this kind of thing, and I just saw. Um, there's a Dr. Colleen, oh, I can't remember her, Colleen Darnell or something like that. And she yeah. teaches, she'll, she teaches online um, how to interpret wow. uh, Egyptian, Egyptian symbology Hier- hieroglyphs. And, and hieroglyphs. Yeah, That would be very interesting yeah. and worthwhile. Yeah. Really good. So... Um, these schools were considered to be houses of life because real life was not inside your body, living in your body. Yeah. That was your school uniform. Okay. The houses of life were the life of your spirit wow. and the future life of your spirit. You know, once once you so shed, shed the meat overcoat. This is a difference on perspective of importance, whether... You're placing your importance on the physicality of life or the spirituality. Yeah, of your, life the importance is the point. spirituality. The major shift, I would say, would have came when these individuals discovered all these things and shift the parallel to well, to be more physicality, the importance rather than the spirituality. Um, well, I guess it's it probably before them since, you know, the Romans. It, it's been a fight. That's the, the intertestament period seems to be an, an, a, a period of, or struggle between spirituality, uh, the importance of living a, spirit, a life in spirituality or living a life in physicality uh, and materialism and, and kind of two different ideologies that have clashed uh, over the, the same ages. thing today. Yeah, it's the same, same thing, thing today. today. So, <laughs> so if you're an evolved human being, evolved yeah. enough to say, "Look, there's got to be more to this than just dust and dirt," and, right? And getting up, going, and to, going work, to work, buying things, buying and, things, and coming home and watching TV and going to bed and getting up and doing it. Again. There's got to be more to that rat right. race. That uh, yeah, that, you can uh, see that that is a construct, you know, yeah. or an idea rather than. How things naturally are, that is a construct that we are kind of confined within. So where do you search? 
Well, some people say, well, I'm going to go to the library and read a lot of books, or I'm going to go to church and I'm going to have somebody minister to me and tell me everything I need to know about God and where I'm going to go when I die. Or I am going to um, sit at the feet of the best guru I can find. You right. Know. That's uh, the most common. And, and, and um, those three are the most common. They are. Yeah. Uh, and, and so... Um, It is a narrow path, just as Jesus said. And what you'll find here with the mystery schools is that, number one, okay. when you begin the mystery school, you're in the feminine or realm of the lunar goddesses. Okay, wow. Okay. Where, does, where do we start yeah. when we are here in the bodily form? We start with our very first breath that God said he breathed into Adam. That, that in, coming in, inspiration, yeah. spirit is the breath we breathe. And that breath keeps us alive until we're no longer wow. needing our body. Yeah. Okay. Where does it start? Coming out of the womb. Coming down the birth canal. Uh, so the very start of this journey yeah. is point A. Point A, And we have to go deeply within mm. and understand all of our emotions and what makes us tick yeah. and our motivations. Then, on the other end of the spectrum is point Z. A to Z. I am the Alpha and the Omega, said Jesus. You know, what I'm teaching you will take you from wow. A to, to Z. Z. And, um... So the, the first two years of the, the first two cycles of the mystery school that you were in were um, this lunar. The th next three cycles to finish off your training was in the solar gods. Okay. You go from earth to the end wow. of the sky. Okay. Horus was the god of the sky and Ra the creator the sun god and osiris and isis so we're going to get into that yeah um so you had to have enough within you that says you know yeah. i want to know more not just that the sun comes up in the morning and the moon There's has phases over 28 the days wonders of yeah Reality. In other words, I'm not taking things at face value. Right. I want to go deeply into it. Okay, so the temples were considered to be living by those initiated into the sacred science, and the building was the textbook. The harmonic construction transmitted its own unique frequency, while other aspects, from gesture to wardrobe depicted on the walls, communicated complex meanings hidden in symbolism and allegory, and this was occult or secret. Mm. People had to find this out on, on their own, had to learn it on their own, but first occult of all, they... knowledge. Yeah, so it was kept, it was kept reserved for those who truly wanted it. Right. And not just left out there for any old... Gotcha. Guy to come along and make fun of it yeah. or criticize it. Right. Or or In put it up to, to get ridicule. Here, you'd have to be on a path. And uh, you have to be serious about right. it. So um 
this was the occult or secret knowledge, and this is why it had to remain a little bit secret like that to be respected. Okay, what is not directly visible around us, the mind intuitively sees via symbols. Initiates mastered their internal um, goings-on in order to overcome the external for awareness that went beyond the obvious to provide the initiated with proper context as well as the ability to fully absorb the many qualities and tendencies that are only understood through a variety of other senses. That's other your senses. learning. Learning learning is always built on top of learning. Mm. Okay, so you've got to have a good memory. You've got to remember to what's being said to you. You've got to know the meanings of words. Right. And there are multiple. Their true meaning. Their yeah. true meaning, and usually there are multiple and layered meanings. Right. So you've got to know that. So you have to have a background, and then you have to know that everything has another layer underneath it, and wow. under that, you know, you, so it's stacked. So it's stacked. It's yeah. it's scaffolded. That kind of a thing. Okay. Um, the introspection was arduous. That's why you had to go to the lunar or feminine side of the school first. In the houses of life, the hidden truth and deeper understanding for all things esoteric were made known conceptually and in ritual and in practice. Hmm. Okay, so some important historical names to remember are Pythagoras. He lived from 580 to 500 BC. Paracelsus, who was in the Middle Ages. Um, and Paracelsus uh, brought back to Western civilization the Hermetic philosophy, Ooh, okay. everything Hermetic. Hermeticism. And of course, Plato, uh, who was taught by Socrates, and Which Plato discussed was with the scenes for right. A bit. And he and and Plato also studied at a mystery school, and Aristotle, who was Alexander the Great's teacher. Right. Jesus of Nazareth, who spent his early life in Egypt, and um, Copernicus, okay. astronomer, mathematician, Kepler, Isaac Newton, Jacob Wem, Michael Maher, all these folks in the um, European tradition were studying. These are significant physi physics and significant astronomy and historical figures. Yeah. And um, Napoleon and da Vinci and other people like that. Very important figures throughout science and uh, philosophy, and, ruling. Right. Uh, uh, these names are all through our history books. Yeah. Um, but the connection. They. That's that's one of the things they wanted to know more. That's it. Very very deep, uh, driven individuals to know more. Well, deep towering intellect <laughs> helps too. As well, very much so. Okay, uh, but to have their their names in connection with these mystery schools makes a lot of sense because these individuals had, I would say, a far out perspective than the average Joe, and maybe this kind of inspired them or influenced them to even go even further uh, into their studies by seeing this entire realm of additional existence outside of the day to day. Right, right. So the background information on Egyptian mystery schools. And um, it says that basically, how did they start? And it, and some people say that sages 
who survived Atlantis, made their way to North Africa, and eventually helped the budding country that was to become Egypt become elevated to its greatness far in advance of other cultures. And these masters presided over the schools. Others suggest that Osiris was an extraterrestrial astronaut from wow. the Pleiades. He was able to capture the imaginations of primitive folk who thought of him as a god, and thus, thus the mystery schools became founded because they were parts of, you know, they were a portion of the temple. Okay. And the pyramid texts of Egypt, which were written around 3000 BC, contain many prayers quoted from a far more ancient period. Mm. And these were used in texts as magical formulas and spells. And then a fourth um, theory. theory, as it were, on how these came to be, was that Thoth or Toth, however you want to pronounce it, was a mystery initiator. And and uh, the sacred doctrines eventually were accredited to Hermes. Toth is a generic name that designates three things. Designates a man, a caste, and a god at the same time. So Hermes Toth, or Thoth Hermes, however you want to say it, is thought to be the originator of a powerful system of magic. And as a caste, he represents the priesthood or the repository of ancient wisdom. And as a god, Hermes became Mercury for the Greeks, the god who delivered messages to mortals from the Olympiad, and the god who initiates mortals into transcendent mysteries. Wow. Later, Greek disciples of this secret tradition would call him Hermes Trismegistus, or three times great, and he would be credited for originating the material contained in 42 books of esoteric science. So wow, you man. can either you can go as far out as Atlantis or you can go even even further out as far as the Pleiades or you can just do what what took place here on Earth. At I gotcha. So, so many different theories uh, for different perspectives from uh, the magical formulas and spells uh, to Thoth, uh, which Thoth, um, if I'm saying it right, was the Emerald Tablet, was mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. creator of the Emerald Tablets, mm -hmm. which is also very interesting. Yeah, which is Hermes. Uh, they say when they call Hermes Trismegistus thrice, three times great. Three times great. Um it, he, it's like three incarnations, not just three categories of who Thoth is, man, caste, caste and and, and, and um, God, God, but and also he God. lived in three different periods of earthly time. Wow! Or 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 was influential in three and different three different, and then he was resurrected by yeah, and then he was resurrected in Europe. By Paracelsus, all of wow. his teachings and his principles, oh, universal laws—the laws that um, serve all of physics, quantum physics, string theory, chaos theory—all all the things, the all, all of the things foundational, the foundational. Even using the micron, uh, using the electron microscope to figure out 
there is space in between the particles within an atom. Subatomic space, Subatomic. which we are scientifically right. exploring right now. So, so, so Hermes, the wisdom of Hermes permeates everything. Wow. That's, that's it's one of the biggest It's almost to say keys. Hermes is knowledge. Yeah. The you concept could. of, because <laughs> <laughs> the way that it surrounds. That's why everybody that, that is in the metaphysical church, they're, they're encouraged to read the Kabbalion. It's just a little book. Yes, I've read the Kabbalion. And, and the seven principles tell you everything. The seven harmonic principles. Yeah, um, hermetic, yeah. The, the universe is mind. Yeah. Um, I think there is duality. Uh, There's gender. Uh, yeah, gender. Gender. Um, seven of them. Yeah, I can't name them right offhand, but cause and effect. Cause and effect. Um, these are things that I think everyone should know. But like I said, I, I guess I need to reread the book. Uh, yeah, I read it three times, and <laughs> uh, I, I need to read it. Universe three is times. mine. The number yeah. one that stands yeah, out, yeah, and the yeah. universe works mentally. Um, yeah, as above, so below, as within, so without. Yeah, there yeah, it is. That kind of thing. All right. So anyway, um, the secret of immortality. Yes. When you are searching, uh, when you are journeying, making that journey, you want to know where do I go when I die. Well, it's been pretty much instilled in our heads that we're going to either go to heaven or hell, but. Really? Are we? Yeah. <laughs> or is that a construct? Is that the illusion or construct placed yeah. before you? The control uh, mechanism. <laughs> right. And and morality and ethics have a great deal to do with these mystery schools. So it's not like we're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Right. Because you're supposed to live in service to others. You're supposed to feel compassion. And uh, we'll get more into that so the secret of immortality um what could you do once you had graduated from a mystery school you could become a seer a magician or an initiator during the reign of ramses and i can't remember if it's the first or the second but it was 1300 bc okay. seekers of divine science came from asia Minor and greece to study with magi and hierophants to learn the secret of immortality. And the mystery schools made them aware that they would undertake rigors of discipline, study, and training of the body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Students would undergo a restructuring of their being. Wow. To develop their will, intuition, and reason to an extraordinary degree to gain access to the hidden forces of the universe. Um... Uh, they were allowed, uh, uh, mastery allowed one to see beyond the death and the pathways to be taken in the afterlife. Okay, I used to kid, when I first started at teaching at um, RMC, for example, I said, you know what, I am learning as much as I possibly can because when I do die, I want to know exactly where I'm supposed to go and and who right. I'm supposed and to me. meet, and and what my concerns will be, and you know, I want to be oriented. And it, and I don't want to be disoriented. The, the Egyptians really spent time uh, orchestrating that for us to see that symbolism. Right. I do not want to be a confused mess when I die. 
<laughs> when my body dies and I, right. my spirit goes on, I want to have an idea of what I'm to expect. And I'm right. a curious person, so that's why I want to know as much as I can, you know? Mm. All right, so this this spelled it out for me. It said, mastery allowed one to see beyond their own death and to see, therefore, the pathways to be taken in the afterlife. There are pathways to be taken in the afterlife. Wow. One had to conquer fate to acquire divine freedom. Wow. It's not just fate. You're not just thrown in with a whole you bunch of others. You have to conquer fate. You have to conquer fate. To then be able to experience divine freedom. Yeah, you got the keys know. to the kingdom. The key to the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got a reference there. Okay, um, Pythagoras in the five hundreds B.C. learned the secret doctrines of numbers, the heliocentric system of um, the universe, all the planets and whatnot, mm -hmm. music, astrology, astronomy. Mathematics and geometry from the powerful Egyptian Magi. And then he started his own school in southern Italy. Mm. Okay. See, now that is interesting because a lot of those things, astrology, you know, astronomy, mathematics, ge uh, geometry, these are definitely things of, of thought, of thought mm -hmm. um, and have been closely tied with him. But you're right, the, the, the you, characters of Pythagoras in our standard education, we accredit these individuals with the knowledge that they presented when in actuality they were nothing but presenters of information that they were even given. Uh, it goes beyond these individuals. Well, it was such important information that had right. to be shared with people who were going to delve into more of these disciplines. And the thing is, uh, the current educational or indoctrinated system gives the credit to Pythagoras, but it doesn't accredit anything beyond Pythagoras. And that's what Well, they usually just say it was uh, Isaac Newton. Or yeah, see, a, a lot of the same names, though, yeah. uh, that were involved uh, potentially uh, uh, with these schools. Right. Uh, and you just, we none of us had that information or connection now. But when you see the subject matter and things that they were discussing, and you, you can see that this definitely. Where did it come from? Right. Where did that intelligence come from? How this did he figure that out? Right. He was in association with something much greater than what uh, the modern indoctrinated way of thinking will give credit. And it goes way back. Okay, so the pharaohs of Egypt were also okay. pupils and instruments of the hierophants and the magicians. It was required of them. They would not have a job as a pharaoh if they didn't attend a mystery school. Okay. Um, wow. And, and hierophants and magicians and pastophores and priests presided over the temples and cults of Isis and Osiris and also the schools of Horus and the um, 12 schools of the 12 chakras. Each received his initiation name, whatever his, his initiation name would be, from the temple, and the priests were honored with the roles uh, once, he was, once he was done. They, they were honored with the roles of being counselors and advisors to the throne. 
The government was referred to as a government of the initiates. Mm. Okay? You gotta you gotta know that the people leading your country have something on the ball. Yeah. But see that these government of initiates, it's a government of the people. It's these parallels uh Well, they're enlightened. They're enlightened in spiritual matters. You can see where this kind of goes back to the Essenes thing that we kind of discussed in previous episodes where the structure of their society, the way they lived, heavily influenced the way that our society, we may not live the way that they live, but the way we structure our things uh, was heavily influenced uh, by a lot of these past mm -hmm. cultures. And then Egypt never produced a philosophy per se, as did Greece and Rome as it was built into their wisdom tradition, entwined with its religion. Systematized theologies dealt with essential questions about the true nature of mankind and mankind's relationship to the cosmos. The Hierophants created theological constructs, and the great religious cities of Egypt for this study were Heliopolis, Memphis, Hermopolis, Magna, and Abydos and Thebes. So, why were the initiates in instructed to keep an keep their oath of secrecy? Well, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ernest William Barnes says, because of the element of secrecy, we are ill-informed, to a degree, as to the beliefs and practices of the various mystery faiths. We know that they had a general likeness to one another. Now, besides the Egyptian mystery schools, there were mystery schools that centered around Mithraism. There were Sumerian and Persian mystery schools. There were oh, wow. mystery schools in Mesoamerica, um, Aztecs and Inca and Mayan. Um, there were initiates, you know, and they had to go through whatever it is they went through. Different and practices. Uh-huh. And they all had an astrological component. And um, there were eventually Greek mystery schools and the colleges of the bards and the Druid priests in Northern Europe, UK. Yeah. So, um you know, there were a lot. There were there were a lot. There were a lot of learned men that didn't make it in the history books, but they were busy. Yeah. And there was the incredible um, history of the ancient Jews, which were all around and in Egypt and around Egypt, north and south of Egypt. And getting back to the flood stories. Uh, Noah had three sons, and that was Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so those three sons, their, their uh, progeny um, populated around Egypt, um, Eastern Mediterranean, and um, outward into Asia Minor and all those places. Okay. And, and to this day, we can pretty much... Trace. Trace yeah. back Ancestry. a lot of that, yeah. Okay. And that's why genealogy was so important. Now, the ancient Jewish philosophy and the Kabbalah um, 
brings us to basically say that that was a mystery school as well. Wow. Okay. And um, we know that Jesus studied it. We know that Moses and Joseph and, you know, they all studied it. They all knew it. Um, Moses would have been at a great loss taking 700,000 Jews through the Dead Sea. I mean the Red Sea, Red excuse sea. me, not the yeah. Dead Sea, Red the Sea. The Red Sea, yeah. Uh, you know, had he not known had, that. Yeah, you know, profound. and we, and yeah, it was it, 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 profound, very, very, very profound. And it's that power that the concentration of these initiates could do. Yeah. Wow. You're not just learning about what's going to be like when I'm dead when my body dies. But I was alive before I came into this body. I was mm -hmm. alive in spirit. And when I leave this body, I'll I'm going, still I'll, I'll still be alive. Continue I am eternal. And where does God reside? He resides within. And the Egyptians definitely wanted you to know that. And understand okay. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so we move on. And, there were esoteric traditions that guided men and women to awaken as souls, then to awaken as the one, being in harmony and embedded within and along with and adjacent to the one. We are all part of the one. God dwells in me as me, right? From the pyramids of Egypt and South America, Vedic India and the Himalayas to Mesoamerica, Chaldea, Samaria, the hinges of the British Isles and the sanctuaries of Greece and Rome, as well as areas with ancient monuments in other parts of the world, temples and centers that housed rituals, learning, structure, and belief. They exist. We know they do. Yeah. Um, as we speak, wonderful scholars are digging away and trying to find out what all these things are telling us. They're working yeah. at it, you know, um, they're Around working the at it all the time. If you're curious about it, you can, you can Google a whole bunch of places that you can have, you can have the latest, um, come into your Facebook account or into your email. If you want to read up on what's happening here or there, what is, what is archaeology doing? Yeah. You know, you can read up on that and they're great people doing the work. It's an ever-changing environment. Yeah. They're yeah, there's something, something new, new all the time. So it's not far-fetched to say, oh, it could have been the Pleiades or it could have been Atlantis or Lemuria. Yeah. You know. Until they're able to carbon date and try to gain some whatever estimate is, of a date. Yeah, whatever it is they're doing yeah. and whatever we find out that's new, it's very old, <laughs> yeah. but we're just coming around to understanding it. It's just being presented to us because we've awakened enough. Yeah. And I think we, as metaphysicians, metaphysicians, should always pray that more enlightenment come to more of the people of Earth. Right, right. You know, okay. that information should not be blocked or secret. We need to know more. That's it, the path it should, to it ascension. Should, right, that's the path to ascension. We don't need to be, um, we don't need to have good information obliterated by old Old information. Oh well, that's not you. You're gonna either die and go to hell or go to heaven. And Aristocratic you, way. Uh, th that yeah. Thinking. Yeah, and yeah. Ideology. It, it it's great for beginners, but then yeah. you got to go beyond that. 
That's it. Um, so the mysteries played a central role in ancient cultures as pathways of self-development, transformation, and awakening through which many of those who would go on to play significant roles in society would pass. And Herodotus, a historian, writer, Pythagoras, scientist and mathematician, Plato, philosopher. They took part in the ancient Egyptian mystery schools and all the participants took an oath of secrecy of their schooling experience. Some of these schools extracted the um, penalty of punishable by death. You know, they 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 made it but I would imagine <laughs> a, a maximum end, impact to keep your mouth shut. If you're shut. willing to make the agreement, then hold the agreement. This yeah, is a part yeah. of the metaphysical. It's a vow. This is the experience in right. itself. And um, the goal of and the ultimate design of learning the mysteries was to lead mankind back to the principles from which we had descended in order to ascend, and a perfect enjoyment of intellectual and spiritual good. That's a quote from Plato. Wow. Sound um, quote. Yeah, the mysteries were the transformational highways for the initiates, and of the ancient world anyway, and were available to the elite of society who were deemed developmentally equipped to participate in them. So if you lived in a section of your country that had a temple, and even if you were, you know, your parents were just, I don't know, farmers or whatever, if you developed, if it became obvious that you developed a curiosity, mm -hmm. um, you could make it into a school at your temple and um, become eventually an initiate. It didn't have to always be just the elite, but yeah. you had to show some promise. Gotcha. Some aptitude. Um, so uh, focus was upon initiating individuals into the esoteric teachings that our souls carry with, a, with us a very deep, deep nature. And it's a spiritual process of collective evolution and esoteric cosmology to really get that out, lift it out, examine it. And then, you know, you, you have to know yourself, you have to purify yourself. And then on, um, and then once you've done that, you've got to awaken as a soul, a fragment of the one and embodying that in, in, uh, empowered service in the world. So once you finished all of that schooling, your temple schooling, and then being accepted into a mystery school, you expected yeah. to do good things for the people. Right, where wherever because you've you, been on this journey, yeah, because you're game. yeah. Now, it's kind of like the breath, you know. You breathe in to exhale, you know. You take it all in so that you can give it back, right. you know, in some form or fashion. It's a cycle. That's it. So the stages of personal growth for this this particular um, student that they could expect was first you're a neophyte. And you recognize the self as a soul and a fragment of the one. And you are, have entered into the path. You've made your entry onto the path because you were born, first of all, and you have this life. Mm -hmm. And you're exhibiting an aptitude to go further. And you are aware that you have a spirit. Mm 
and your spirit means something. And then this purification and testing, cleansing needed to embody their true divine nature. And then there's transfiguration of their being with the light of God and their established embodiment of soul. That's transfiguration. And then renunciation, rejecting, allowing to let fall away all that limits their expression as the one. That's crucifixion. Now, what we would call that today is being able to resist temptation of all the distractions that are out right. there. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the path. The path is narrow. You know, once you have allowed a distraction to pull you away, you're going to fall off that narrow path. All right. So then the renunciation was the cru uh, crucifixion. And then the full embodiment, their being as in mastery, as the one. So mastery was the ultimate. The one. Okay. So where is mastery compared to ascension? How many years of mastery will you allow yourself to live out until you die? Mm -hmm. And then that's, and then you know, ascension. you can't just throw away your mastery. Say, yeah. well, I think I'll do something different now. I'm just going to That's how you be fade rich into ascension. <laughs> right. No, there's still. <laughs> you got to go be in service to others. There's still work to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So what can you what can you do to bring others into the fold? All right. Emergence onto the world stage were extraordinary masters whose lives reveal the awakening at the core of the mystery schools to humanity as a whole through their embodiment of it. And that would include Buddha, Plato, Confucius, Lao Tzu, and Jesus, mm -hmm. founders of what would go on to be the present day world religions, awakening became available to all. And this is where we get into the axial age, mm -hmm. 800 BC to two or 300 um, AD. Um, guarding secrets had come to an end. Okay. You have this long 3,000 or, you know, 2,500 that we know of, uh, tradition of mystery schools in Egypt. The Church of Rome branded Gnostics heretics. Okay, this was in about 400 okay. A.D. They had branded them as heretics, but they and those familiar with the paths of initiation taught in the mystery schools understood that in the five major events of Jesus's life, which were his birth, his baptism, his transfiguration, his crucifixion and ascension, as depicted in the Gospels, he enacted the five initiations that embodied the core of the mysteries for all of humanity to see. And the papacy probably didn't want that to get out. They they were fine. Papacy and Constantine, you know, and, uh, Council at Nicaea, they were fine with just intermingling everything pagan that they could think of, you know, yeah. for festivals and feasts Be and holidays it, and stuff. Because it was probably always an idea or something to think about, but the practice... Uh, for well, the, where did it come from? Yeah. It came from a mystery school in Egypt. Yeah. Well, where did Jesus go when they fled Herod? Egypt. They went to Egypt. At a very young age. Yeah, he was a baby. Yeah. Probably... 
toddler. Maybe, I don't, he may not have been walking. Wow. To but, be raised. To be in, raised in uh, Something Egypt. like that would be profound. And notice how that's really not expounded upon in the Gospels. But who wrote the gospel? Who who, uh, who edited the gospel? Yes, there it is. Who edited? <laughs> whose perspective uh, are we listening? Who to? knew what and what did they hold back? Exactly. Okay, so um, so Jesus's life in the Gospels embodied the first two: the neophyte and the purification, um, which was the lunar. And then the next three, transfiguration, renunciation, and full embodiment. Um, uh, their being as mastery as the one, which is ascension. ascension. Okay, so he enacted the five initiations and embodied the core of the mysteries for all humanity to see. And in so doing, he took the path of awakening into union with the divine and mastery on earth, which it which formed the deepest levels of the mystery schools to humanity as a whole. Now, in the Council of Nicaea, they wanted to make Jesus God. God was born on earth. Well, let me tell you something. There's all kinds of gods that have been born as gods, and they're all over the place. There's Osiris and you name them. They're all there. So why did we have to copy that part of all the pagan religions? But yet they were get real squirrely about what took place in a mystery school. It doesn't add up. They were picking and choosing. They were cherry picking those folks Boy. in the Council of Nicaea. And it was all about control of the masses. Control you know? of the masses. And, and uh, <laughs> what we need to do is seek the truth and find the truth That's and it. pass on the truth. To as many people as possible. Absolutely. So making a deeper, deeper dive into the Egyptian mystery schools, they studied all aspects of the human experience. Hmm. So central to the training in the mysteries was the Merkiba, the human light body. Human light okay. body. Yes, yeah, see, familiar. we have a body, you know, yeah. skin, the meat overcoat. <laughs> But the human light but body. But the human light body, the Merkiba, and the Jews, the Hebrews called it Merkiba. Mm -hmm. And it means both the throne of God and a chariot. For a chariot is a vehicle that carries the human body and spirit from one place to another. So the spirit is our light body. Mm. Okay? The spirit okay. is our mind and heart. Our mind and heart are in 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 our light body the heart that pumps blood is an organ like the brain that has synapses happen yeah <laughs> and does all the automatic stuff for I us gotcha. the autopilot the autopilot yeah okay so initiates always attended the left eye of horse school first that was the feminine pathway what do you want to know about the feminine pathway how do you explore feminine um, pathway Emotions and feelings. We think that that's, a, uh, that's modern navel-gazing for us. We think, oh, it's, yeah. you know, self-help books. And well, now that's, that's the way that they prescribe what manly is. That's, they do kind of lack of those things, emotions and feelings, yeah. uh, is today the ideal manly man, uh, which is problematic because they're starting with 
taking that path <laughs> instead of being like completely running away from it. Yeah. What did I say when I first came into the studio? I said, it's all about balance. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Um, so the feminine pathway explored emotions and feelings, both positive and negative, And it included tantra or sexual energy and ego, you know, and their relationship to immortality. What is your relationship sexually to immortality? Well, that's your progeny. That's the family tree. That's what you teach those who come after you, your progeny. And in the Jewish um, tradition, uh, Jewish parents were responsible for teaching the spiritual education to their children. Um, and then you had to un understand birthing, psychic energy, and things that defy logic. Now, it wasn't just girls going to the, to the lunar yeah. or... Um, left eye of Horace to go to to go to school it was girls and boys yeah. didn't matter guys had to learn this too because you have to balance right the divine feminine principle with the sacred masculine um energy gotcha. that all had to be balanced In if harmony. it's not balanced you have chaos mm. gotcha Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And then um, things that defy, lo defy logic. Okay, now something when I when I say something defies logic, I'm going, oh yeah, this was all. This all was brought down to us from the Pleiades. I'm going. I don't know if I can logically believe that, but I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to leave it right there, so that if I, if something comes around and makes me know it. It's right there, and I'm going, good, now I know it. Right. You know, but to me it defies logic at this point in time. Mm. Tomorrow, it may. it may be a completely different story. Right. So how do you furnish your bookshelf with things that defy logic? You put it out there, and you say, okay, it's a possibility. Yeah. And when the time comes for me to explore it more, I can right okay it's there so some say well you just got to have an open mind no you've got to have a mind that realizes that possibilities exist beyond what beyond we understand. well now, beyond <laughs> now that science uh mm -hmm. has quantum which is just another word for metaphysical understanding but it's their <laughs> version yeah. so they accept it uh they have now can see uh, or ascribe to there being things that interact with reality and come into reality and go out of reality that we just don't know where they might go, but we know that it is plausible. Things could be here, disappear kind of uh, on a molecular level. And that basically opens the door to say anything is possible. We just don't know. Are we there at the moment when it happens in, in that space, in time? Or will know? it be revealed to us after we've, we've ascended? We're gone. <laughs> we've ascended to look yeah. over all these things. Maybe we can reach a level. Uh, but I guess through the path of ascension, you know, not everyone's going to ascend. Like you said, there could be confusion, you know, where, you know, an individual gets caught up in the day-to-day 
matrix distracted of off the narrow path so they mm -hmm. never really reach the height of extension extension they just kind of get stuck uh or maybe you know something like that that seems plausible well, I, I, I guess we'll find out someday it will all be revealed so they eventually. say eventually mm -hmm. uh, okay okay we can carry on yeah really and then um Oh, let's see. Things that okay, emotional imbalances and how that stymies evolvement. Okay. We know that if we're an emotional wreck, we're not going to get much done. Right. Okay. So that was you delved into that. I love the word delve. In that, in these two cycles of this schooling, the left eye of Horus, the lunar goddesses. That's what you delved into. And then you learned what love, compassion, and what a healthy emotional body, mind and heart and spirit um, is. Because you also know that your mind can trick you into thinking all is well when it isn't. That's Now we call it denial. Yeah. You know, we lie to ourselves and think They're it's true. In denial. So you're 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 cleansing that out of your um uh being. So what does faith conquer? Well, we have to have faith in something, faith in yourself. You got faith faith that the sun will come up. Mm -hmm. Fear was and remains the primary force which stops a person from growing into the light. And as we move higher, we manifest our thoughts and feelings directly. What all the ancient race, races discovered is that in order to exist in the higher realms, we must overcome our fears here on earth. Mm. We have to overcome that. To reach the highest path of ascension. And faith is the key. And then the Egyptians believe that everything that happens in life is a lesson. This is the earth school. It's part of a school preparing for higher levels of existence, which the modern world calls death. Wow. That's profound. So we Talk about learn. a perspective shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the modern world calls it death. We call it rebirth into the higher right. life or the higher realm. Our spirit goes there, and we're not to fear it because we want to prepare ourselves for it. Right. You know? Wow. So all this fear about, oh, you're going to go to hell if you commit that sin or if you don't get here and light candles and give me money and go to confession. Give or, me money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh. Uh, so anyway, so Osiris had his doctrines. Hmm. And these were the problems of life and death, resurrection, and the afterlife. And so Isis and her abilities were she was the incarnation of the Divine Mother Goddess, and she used her magic demonstrably, and her importance and legend became intense during the Asian Hyksos occupation of 2000 BC. Okay, this was one of the blips I told you that the mystery schools had. When the Asian Hyksos, and they might have been Scythians, you know, from like Crimea, um, Anatolian highlands, they might have, you know, but they were called the shepherd kings. Mm. So they were people who had f many flocks. Anyway, they they probably were on horseback, and um, they might have come from the steppes of Asia. Um, 
but they conquered Egypt for a while. And Egypt wow. had that fertile Nile Valley and uh, had a pretty good trade thing. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there had been a weak pharaoh and a weak army, and they took over. So the priests and the pastophores and the hierophants and the magicians and the uh, neocoros, they all went underground, mm. down into the pyramids. In the daytime, when they were supposed to be out there showing that they were bowing to the Hyksos gods, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, they were scurrying back down underneath and going back into their mystery schools and teaching with their initiates, their students. Mm -hmm. um, so that that took place for about 70 years, the, the Hyksos, you know, okay. were... The Asian Hyksos. Hyksos, yeah, the, the shepherd kings. Mm -hmm. Anyway, don't have to worry about it, but, okay, you know, they, 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 they were um, adaptable. The schools okay. and the staff were adaptable. Okay, so the problems of life and death, resurrection, the afterlife. Um, Isis, she was the incarnation of the divine mother goddess, and that the divine, the, the mother goddess um, went way back into the matriarchal societies, and uh, that was the great mother goddess was considered the magnum mater deum. Uh, because they brought forth life. And at that point, uh, what mankind could conceive of, could uh, actualize mentally, was that we're born, and if we're lucky, we survive. It was an e existential uh, survival um, gotcha. mode, if you will. And um, she used her magic, uh, and she her importance in legend became intense. Okay, so survival came back into the need. So we don't want the Hyksos to know we're doing this, so there's even more secrecy. We're hiding. Um, preservation. Uh, we're, preserva we're preserving everything that needs preserving. Okay, the lesser and greater mystery schools of Egypt, sometimes they're called Luna and Sola, sometimes they're called lesser and greater. The lesser school dedicated to the lunar goddesses, the divine feminine principle, and the initiate, initiate was expected to go within deeply, heal emotions, uh, just as we talked about. And um, then the lesser mysteries focused on the individual's entry onto the path, study, discipline, dedication, and emotional and physical purification. Getting rid of the old thoughts and being ready for the new beautiful thoughts and this set the foundation to later move to the transformational processes of awakening and embodiment uh, which were the focus of the greater mysteries and the greater mysteries were dedicated to the solar gods the sacred masculine energy and the initiations rituals and ceremonies related were conducted each year at a particular astrologically determined time and the Greater Mystery School focused on experiential, experiential awakening as a soul. You had to experience that. You had to, and, and how do you experience that? You experience it in meditation, contemplation. Mm. You experience it in uh, seeing visions, prophesizing, channeling, yeah. hearing, you know, all the clairaudient, clair sentient stuff. 
uh, experiential awakening as a soul, a ray of the one light, what it meant to embody that in daily life and service to one's culture, daily life and service to your culture and society, and the full transfiguration of the being in the light of the divine to emerge as a master, that light body. Mm. This path was participated in only by those who were deemed worthy and those who had the heart, uh, the intelligence, the courage, the maturity, and the consciousness to be able to receive, awaken to, and embody the deepest teachings available on the nature of the soul and ultimate reality, universal ultimate mind, reality. infinite universal intelligence, mind. the ultimate reality. The all. The all. The, the all in all. Yeah. Solar mysteries were initiations of ascent, awakening as a journeying spiritual being, as a soul, an expression of the absolute one, and guided by communities of initiate priests. Examples are the stories of Osiris and Horus in Egypt, Krishna and Rama in India. Quetzalcoatl in Mesoamerica, and the dying and rising gods in mythology that stand for the divine aspect of our own being that dies as it comes into incarnation when we're born. Mm. Our being dies a little bit when we're born and have to depend on breathing and eating and sleeping and protection. Gotcha. Our, That's our, a very different perspective. Right. But it's it, the flip. It's the flip. It is. Whenever you want to see something really good, flip it. Flip it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then eventually, after enough suffering and purification, rises again to stand as a god on the earth. Wow. So I want to be a master. Do you? Right. Of course. Absolutely. You know, I want to be a master. Not for ego's sake, but I want to master myself. Right. Uh, know exactly what I'm doing and Understand. help others help others to get that same satisfaction. Absolutely, that, in their journey. That what I would consider, and this may obviously could probably be a better word, but the true sense of what freedom is, um, and beyond the physical sense, you know that it is that mastery of uh, the realm or mm -hmm. realm in which we realms in which we inhabit or could mm -hmm. inhabit um, would be that ultimate freedom mm -hmm. uh, to be able to move between would just always beyond. feel that peace. Yeah. Always know that. Peace. It, that and, and to embody like it. Love. So when people see you walk by, they go, Hey, that person has something I want because when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. And I want to be ready to appear when somebody's ready. Absolutely. If I can teach them, I wanna, if I can I serve. I want to be well-dressed. <laughs> yeah. I want to look good doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I want, I, want, uh, I want to give off that vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now, the lunar mysteries were initiations of descent, going down deep, okay, mm. going down going back into the womb if necessary, going okay. back into the egg and the sperm or even before the twinkle in the eye, you know. Okay. I mean, it is going back to your origin story, you know. So so that was descent. And journeying so deeply into the mysteries of matter, the body, sexuality, and emotions that the essential divinity that is at the core of every layer of our being, it's there. 
were no accident. We were planned to be. Um, it's at the core of every layer of our being, even the most embodied was revealed. And then the lunar mysteries is the doma domain of the feminine guided by cults of initiate priestesses. Examples are Isis and Hathor in Egypt, Inanna in Sumeria, the goddesses of pre-Vedic India, Demeter and Persephone in Greece, and a masculine example of the Luna mystery would be the ecstatic rituals of Dionysius in Greece or Bacchus in Rome. Okay, so initiations. Whew. Wow. You had to do a lot of learning before you could to have your initiation. Initi initiate. Well, you, you did a lot of learning. Yeah. And then you had an initiation. And then, you know, if you pass that initiation, initiation. then you went on. You know, okay. okay. It was a testing, a system of testing. Um, the focus on death present in the mystery schools deserves mention here. We've already discussed how it's flipped. You yeah. know, coming into an earthly body is a type is of death. death. Yeah. And then leaving that earthly body is it's not a death, birth. it's a birth. Yeah. Um, it's uh, often understood that the mysteries were attaining life after death. And examples are belief of how many of the ancient temples and sanctuaries, such as the pyramids of Egypt and South America, or the temples of Greece, are understood as tombs. Mm -hmm. This is a misunderstanding of the esoteric teaching and the schools and ageless wisdom traditions they represent the incarnation of the soul in the physical body. I incarnated in this body. You incarnated in your body. Okay, that is understood as a type of death for as long as the soul journeys to sleep and life prior to awakening. Once you have awakened, hey, I want to find out more. Mm, right. Now you're starting to live. The mysteries, the wonders, the possibilities. The possibilities. I want to know more. What do you mean this is all there is? You know, that kind of thing. It is understood as death because as the soul incarnates and comes into the body, those who are established in awakening forget and seemingly lose all connection with the true knowledge of our being as divine and united with the one. Yeah, we come in here and we forget. That's the whole That's thing it. that people want to talk about in incarnation, reincarnation. How come I forgot I had that? previous life, you know. Right. Uh, one crosses the, the um, river Styx, or the river of forgetfulness, is in the ancient Greek mythology, and the life after death pointed to in the mystery schools is not another life after the death of the body, but the reawakening, the awakening of the soul while in the body, and then you die, and then you still, you, you're prepared. For the net, the birth. Yeah, and and you've gone up levels. Mm. You've raised your level. Everybody says, "Oh, the whole thing about reincarnation is you've got to, you know, step it up every time." If you come in and you act like a real mm -mm 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 kind of a person, you're gonna go down. You're gonna reincarnate as an ant or uh, reincarnate as a worm or something. You know. Okay. So some of that stuff from the Hindu misinformation <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> you know you think so you're all constantly trying to better better yourself 
with each lifetime. But anyway, we're not On talking about reincarnation. We're talking about incarnation. So Yes, of the initiates. Yeah, Initiation. of the initiates. And there was a series of five tests. The first two given in the lesser school, school and the last three in the greater school. And um, we've already talked about that. Recognizing oneself as a soul or a fragment of the one, an entry one. upon the path. That recognition, purification, testing and cleansing. And then the third one is transfiguration. You become changed. You're a new person. Um, and then the renunciation of things that can distract you off the path. And then the full embodiment of mastery. And then using mm -hmm. it to make life better for others. The sanctuaries were classrooms. They were in temples, pyramids, and um, somehow things started saying, hmm, we're running out of time. Uh, get into that story in a minute. Hmm, okay. we're running out of time. Really, are we? We're running out of time? Uh-oh. Scholars of mysticism and temple architecture of Egypt have suggested that their sages' reading of the stars, which the zodiac on a temple ceiling at Dendera shows they had information on it for three precessions of the equinoxes which is roughly 78,000 years mm. they foresaw this as the common era drew closer okay so we're coming we're in the middle of the axial age now we're down to about uh, Alexander's time. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, 300s B.C. B.C. Yeah. They foresaw this as the common era drew closer. They knew the end of their civilization was coming and that the mysteries that had been the focus of exploration for an Egyptian initiate elite could instead be taken to humanity as a whole. Okay, since we're running out of time, we've got to... We've got to address all this information to more and more people, yeah. a wider population. And what else was happening in the Hebrew, in the world of the Hebrew? The war uh, on the Jews? No, there Not was um, the prophecies of a messiah. Yeah, prophecies of messiah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so everything is kind of, it dovetails. It all dove dovetails. Yeah. Um, they foresaw this as the common error, and they had to get they had to get the information out to more people. So they opened the doors to allow the Greeks entry into participation in the mystery schools, so that Pythagoras and Plato and Herodotus and others became welcome. Something that had previously not been the case prior. Sadly, in the early politicization of Christianity, particularly by um, Constantine, the more esoteric truths embodied in Jesus's life became co-opted into a system of social domination and control. Mm -hmm. And at the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, Jesus was figured to be a God incarnate rather than a man who had awakened to, to God. Uh, that's the flip. Yeah, they flipped the it. Flip. Yeah, they flipped that's that. That's a pretty big flip because yeah. it takes all of our power that we could be away from us and say that he was born this way but and, no and all <laughs> of us were born this way we were all 
We are all we are Jesus. All we are all of Jesus. the same source. Yeah. We are all Jesus. We are all God. Okay, so with this, the possibility of all mankind who came into contact with the gospel to know it was their birthright Earth. to walk the same path became significantly occluded. And we want to unocclude that. We want that to be... Um, Wow. We want to know that our journey is meaningful. Absolutely. And it gets us to that point. And we live in a system today that says your journey is not meaningful. You need to do what we do. We need to adapt to what this is and forget all of the things that come from within you and focus on everything that we've put around you. Or at least that's the way it was when I was growing up and I'm 71 years old. Yeah. You're, you're younger than I am. In postmodern America, in postmodern Western civilization, which the times we're living in now, people yeah. aren't going to churches. No. People are going there, I guess, for comfort or habit. Yeah. But they're not intellectually taking all of this they're in. They're not. They're not. Open to the, the depth, the truth. They're just, right. they're, okay, can you give me what, can you just say what you need to say so I can feel this way? And, then and I want to go home and feel good for the exactly. next week. Yeah, I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to really understand and, and correlate myself and put myself and hear these things. But uh, but but brainwash me for an hour. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. That's what it is. Wow. Um, with this... <clears throat> The possibility of all mankind who came into contact with the gospel, that walk was occluded. And it seems that the forces of awakening and light have always been present on our planet. So also have the forces that seek to hide and distort the light. So that's I think, wow. let there be light. <laughs> I think we've reached a good point to... To pause. Okay. Uh, and we could follow up on the, because this is incredible. Uh, we've already been going for quite some time on this topic, but there's so much more I know that we can get into, um, you know, with the initiations and kind of seeing, you know, how this plays out. Um, obviously, we know ultimately that um, it's going to play out unfavorably uh, to the mystery schools because they're not obviously around today and a lot of this knowledge is. Um, obscured, um, hidden, uh, obviously for good reasons, um, because like you said, people will get this knowledge and make fun of it or try to tear it down instead of really upholding it um, as it should be. So, Well, it gave us so much. It gave us all of science, all of medicine, right. all of... Um, this is our foundation. Yeah, this is the foundation. But no credit is going to the, the true authors. And it should. It should. Well, we're doing that. We're giving the credit where it's due uh, in yeah. this episode, and we'll continue to do that on okay. each episode. Okay. The next episode will tell you, will tell you what it was like to be a student in a mystery school. Oh, exactly. Don't we all want to be. Yeah, a student? I know. You're hanging on every word, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. This is where the good stuff comes in. That's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.